0: unashamedly, we will say this again, December 14th, 8.30 a.m. Saturday at the church. Um, you have time to meet and discuss uh, what D-Group is, what we're going to do, if you want to do it or not. And then after that meeting, we'll have enough time to get to the community loving. You do not want to miss it. It's, uh, if you've ever found yourself reading scripture or saying in general to yourself or someone else, I really wish I knew a little bit more about the Bible. Can I just say that this is your ticket? This is it. Like, this is very laid back. Um, Now, I I will tell you two things that have been told to me by people that have done D-group. Ready? Number one, not one of them has told me it is easy. There's a lot of reading, okay? Uh, Well, like you saw Sean, uh, I had him, um, I was really glad that he said that because, just because, you said, well, I'm not a good reader. Just listen, he listened to it on audio, Okay? Very accessible. Okay, you can you can work or work out while you listen to it. Um, but he, he he listened to that. But what he said was, he said God wants us to be in His Word. True, very very true. Um, so I heard from the people in, in D group. Nobody said it was easy. Every single person that I've talked to that has completed the discipleship group said it's worth it it's worth it it's very difficult it's hard um, but I just want to just want to throw that out there and challenge you with that this morning is our touch someone our touch someone 's life gift, and if you have a worship handout, you can open all the way to the middle and in the middle there is a touch someone 's life gift testimony and uh, we at the end of the service. We will, I'll collect those bags back. Um, we ask people from Connection for nickels and dimes and quarters and whatever. And at the end of the service, I will give that to you and you'll eventually, you get a white slip of paper if you get one and you'll send me one of these stories back, okay? I, we've got stories that are this long. We've got stories that were three pages long. We've got stories that were uh, like, I saw this lady that really needed it. I gave it to her. She said, thank you. She smiled. God bless. Fine. Okay, that's okay. So, um, if you're if you're taking that offering, you guys can go ahead and do that. Um, if you're not from Connection, uh, if you if you don't call Connection your home, this offering isn't for you. Um, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna give this money, meet some needs of some people this week. <clears throat> How many people, by show of hands, are very very excited that the sun is shining outside? Anyone? Keep your hands up if you're still okay with it being 50. Some of the hands went down. Um, I do enjoy this time of year. It is, it is a beautiful day. Are, it, what's the first thing that you thought about when you woke up this morning? I need to hit the snooze. Anyone? You're cold? <laughs> How about this? If I ask you what you thank God for before your feet hit the floor beside your bed this morning... Would the list be at all lengthy, or would it be non-existent, or would it be what? We celebrate this week as Thanksgiving week. I'm going to touch a little bit about being thankful today, but um, I have a question, and we... If you if you sang the lyrics and over there I said it nobody I don't think anybody can hear me and it doesn't matter that you heard me Todd said that his his amp his amp blew and that's that is unfortunate okay and yeah shocker it it, it did it in worship duh duh Satan will do anything right now here's the deal do you realize that I'm sitting up here and I can hear the voices from behind me okay. Do you realize that you sang louder after the amp went out? Yeah, that's what it should happen. Yeah. Why, why do we why why it takes it takes something like this? When over there, over there, Todd goes, Well, my aunt blew, and I'm verbally out loud, I said, not today, Satan. Because here's the deal, this is what Satan can't stop. He can attempt to stop. He can't. He can always attempt. He can always attempt to mess with us, okay? Okay, so an ant blows. Okay, fine. Do you know what that doesn't affect? It doesn't affect the fact that I had a dad at Connection call me this week and tell me about a story about him talking to his son, and his son asked Jesus Christ to come into his life. Oh, cool, you didn't hear that. Let me tell you a story again. Some of you aren't awake. I had a dad from this church that said that he called me and he said, hey, I want to talk to you because my son, who gets taught by really awesome awesome kids' teachers back there and at home, and he, and he has grandparents and a, a whole family that teaches him about Jesus, and the fact that that Aunt Blue doesn't hold a candle to the fact that Jesus Christ came into that young man's life, the Holy Spirit filled him, and he is eternally secure, John ten twenty eight says so, for all eternity, and he's saved. Thank you. See, when you say that, I don't have to say it twice. And I know that you're not awake yet. It's okay. The 11 o'clock people are the people that sleep in. Maybe. Some of you may have been up for like seven hours. I don't know. But here's, here's the deal. We have so much to be thankful for. Again, it's, it's the poster board mentality that, okay, an ant blew. Oh, well, you know, worship just wasn't good today because the, the, the ant broke. If you're here worshiping an ant, you're in the wrong place. Woo, son. I have had so much coffee today. Not really. I had one. I had a cup. It was this big. No, no, just kidding. Now listen. We need to understand the fact of what God has done for us, and we need to live in a manner that reflects how blessed we are. But Americans are Americans are horrible at it. We're awful at it. You ask somebody on a random day—I'm not joking. You ask somebody how their day's gone. Eh. That's not even on the on the on the positive side of anything. Eh. How's your day? Well, this happened. This happened. I got stuck by eight trains. <laughs> so so I'm like, hey, did anything good happen today? Yeah, the train finally got off the track, so I could go. <laughs> okay, like you have breath. <laughs> Have shoes. Where do we go from here? We're, we're on this journey of, of, on a, and a person becoming a Christian and their and their walk steps as portrayed by Jesus. We're going to look at the law today. Um, we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter five, and we're going to be there in just a second. Um, how many people? Now, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing anything negative about this. Okay, but during the Beatles Revolution. I was negative years old. Sorry. And I said, oh, yeah, that's funny, man. I just I'm just telling them, stating a fact, okay? It doesn't affect the fact that I like their... But true or false, if you were living in the United States when, when, when the Beatles came to America, it was revolutionary in their music that they had. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. Now, I just wanted to ask that question. That's all I want to ask. Make sure I got on the right point. My dad... Is a pastor. And I know some of you are like, oh, I don't want to ride anywhere with Matt, because all of Matt's presets on his radio are probably like all church channels. And the only thing he listens to is like Hillsong. He's like, Hillsong, Jesus Culture, (laughs) all these different, Gaithers, okay, whatever. I don't know, I I love all music. My dad does too. And and I'll tell you, did you know that... I'm going to, I'm going I'm, to, I'm, you have to hear me, okay? Did you know that there is no such thing as Christian music? <gasps> Sinner. <laughs> there are Christian lyrically written songs, but they're not Christian songs. Okay? Yeah. Well, 90.9. Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're going to be advertising on 90.9 in the next uh, month and a half. Jimmy Bass called me and he, he wants me to do... I don't know how this. If you know Jimmy, this could go all kinds of ways. But it's going to be fun. We're going to advertise for the services we have coming up for connection and Christmas, and so we music, Beatles, my dad, my dad. I remember my dad got onto me um, one time, and I listen. I do not. I do not do this anymore. I do not. I do not listen. Um, if you're with me and you hear a song that in its regular version has cuss words in it, I can promise you one thing. I'm listening to the edited version. It's something that I cut out of my life. I just did, okay? Because I realized that if I, it came in here, it came out here. All right? I mean, I know nobody listens to the bad music or anything. But I like I like music. I like the beat, okay? I like, I like all different things. Um, 1994, I graduated eighth grade. It was a big deal in 1994 to get a CD player. It was even a bigger deal to get the Sony mega bass boosted CD player that had detachable slide speakers. Got one. Now what? Okay. And I go, oh, that's cool. I have a CD player and I don't have any CDs. (laughs) My dad walks up to me with two packages of wrapped. Number one, I I open it up. Leonard Skinner's greatest hits with a 12 minute piano version of Freebird. I told you my dad likes music. The next one was Metallica Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so, so, so now you're like, holy cow! Our pastor like is is okay. And I see you guys po- posting about Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all that. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. But my dad has a sweet vinyl collection. And I got in trouble one time because I was listening to music that had bad lyrics. I didn't say anything. Walked out to the garage. I brought in a stack of vinyl like this. Put it on a, in there. Was like Steppenwolf one through seven, all kinds of Alice Cooper. And he he looks at me. I go. I said, all these lyrics really aren't good either, and he goes, don't listen to the song again, don't tell your mother we had this conversation, put the vinyl back, so, <laughs> so I put it in there, but my dad has a mint condition Beatles double white album, okay, he has, he has that, he has that, he actually, I've listened to it on record play, it spins, needle, okay, he actually came home, and he said, he saw me listening to it, and he goes, hey, what are you doing, what are you doing, I said, I'm listening to big CDs, You'll get it tomorrow. And so, anyway, so I love, I love music, but the Beatles were revolutionary. You, you talk to anybody that, that went to a concert, that, that it was a revolutionary style. It doesn't hold a candle to what the savior of the world was when he came as a revolutionary change. Uh, he, Jesus changed the course of history Jesus changed the course of how a person would have traditionally gotten to heaven to how we get to heaven today he changed all kinds of things but here's what he didn't come to do he did not come to do away with everything from the past he didn't do that he came to change quite a bit but he came to fulfill it this is really important if you have your worship handout look at the very first blank it's very important that we study this and we look at this Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. The first five books of the Old Testament are known as the Torah. It's the law of Moses. Okay? Now, in the first five books, there are over 600, excuse me, in PE class, I have, I have three rules. I legitimately have three rules. Okay? Number one. The number one rule. I jokingly say this, uh, but I had I had some um not close calls but I, I don't i joke about it but i kind of don't but we do we do we did crossfit so if you've ever done crossfit you kind of feel like death kind of at the end the number one rule was you can't die in pe that's that's the that's one of my rules you can't die in pe <laughs> number two if you're going to get sick you have to get off my floor that's the second rule and number three is like you respect yourself and property of other people that's it three three rules Chances are, if you got dressed, attempted a workout in any form or fashion of your best ability, and you follow those three rules, you got an A in Mr. Griswold's PE class. You have no idea how many people I had to fail. I'm not joking. This is not, I don't I wasn't teaching organic chemistry. I wasn't teaching, you know, Hebrew or Aramaic or Latin. well okay, I wasn't teaching something ridiculously difficult. They had to do a job, but they had to follow the rules. 600 rules. We see again the purpose that Jesus came to earth. Maybe you're, I mean, we we often can look in hindsight and say, well, my parents were really hard on me. They had all these rules. Did you have 600? Really, really. Did you have 600? It's very difficult, obviously. It's impossible for a human to do. But Jesus came to fulfill the law. Because here's the deal. No one, no one had lived out the customary law and not broken any of them. He came to fulfill it so that he could create a new covenant how we could get to heaven. Now he's going to speak here in a second from Matthew chapter 5, but if you you understand, have you ever, speaking of this, this is perfect. Raise your hand. You do not get counted as a sinful person if you like them. Okay, how many people like Pearl Jam? How many people have ever heard of Yellow Ledbetter? How many people know all the words? Really? This is what doesn't it? I mean, let's be honest. If you if you've ever heard the song, you're like, and then. Listen, you can, be sit, you can be singing that song next to somebody in the car. You're singing different words. Anybody a Garth Brooks fan? Yeah, the song's Shameless. I'm getting ready in our dorm room. My, my roommate that I talked to yesterday, he shot a nice deer in Missouri and he called me. He said, hey, and I, every time I talked to him, I said, hey, you remember that Garth Brooks song that you were singing in our dorm room? He goes, dude, he goes, that was so funny. I had the lyrics so wrong. Now, it's, Oh, I'm shameless. Right? Now, no. Jeff, we call him Rat Daddy. His last name is Elzen Rat. And when you're in college and baseball, you get a nickname. So his name is Rat Daddy. And he is sitting there shaving his face and he literally sings, Oh, I'm (laughs) shaven. What? I said, What What did you say? He He goes, Shaven. I go, The song's title is Shameless. No, it's not. We argued. And believe it or not, I actually I, we had internet in our in our room, okay, and we got on and when we uh, and we looked we looked on that. But you can you can you can distort what you hear. Genesis chapter three, Satan's words to Eve. Did God not say that you couldn't really do that? I'm not an English person, but that's like a triple negative something. Yeah. Did God really not truly say that you couldn't do that? What? It's difficult to read that passage and actually grasp it because of his, his words are so... We do that. They had done this with the law, okay? So Jesus comes to fulfill the law... This is, this, is, this, is pretty, this is pretty self-explanatory. He didn't come to destroy it. He wasn't going to do away with it. But there were things that was going to change because he was going to fulfill it. The law, become, the law was taught. Okay? The law was taught by Pharisees, very high scholarly people. But here's the problem. When the law is not taught and followed, if nobody has anything to look at following-wise, they have no idea what the law is. Now, I'm not going to ask you how many people in this room, it's probably a lot, broke any any laws any coming to church today. I didn't break any law. Did you drive 56 miles an hour? Mm, that kills almost all of us. Now, if you live here, I got a better one. If you live in the country, did you use a turn signal when you turned in the country? Where I live, I got, we have a newer house out where, where we live now. Um, you don't use a turn signal because if you do, somebody will stop. They just think you have one flasher that's out and you need help. Okay, It's just, you know, I do. I, I find myself doing that. And on, when I go out in the country on, you know, gravel, gravel, it's, that's how my dad uh, says that you show, um, you show what kind of person you are. Um, your integrity is if you use a turn signal in the country. And there's a lot of truth to that. Using a turn signal in the country, uh, you understand that nobody's around. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to do what you need to do. You can do whatever you want to and not get caught, but yet you choose to do the right thing. Um, so when, when Jesus comes to fulfill this, um, it, he's coming to set straight laws that have been twisted and disrupted and, and changed. And I will not use this pulpit, I will not use this church to downplay... Uh, Another, another pastor somewhere, I'm not talking locally, I'm talking stuff that you can find on the internet, I'm not going to bash them, um, because I think that takes away a whole lot of time that we can be worshiping Jesus, okay, I'm not going to do that, but if you want to study how the Bible can get twisted, I can show you examples of that, okay, we study the Bible in our discipleship groups, I'm telling you, if you've ever wanted to know anything more about the Bible, this is, this is your opportunity um, to join one of those so, we can, we can distort things. I'll, I'll show you. I saw this week. I saw this week. This week on Facebook. I don't know why I'm going through this. God promises me that he will not let me go through stuff that I can't handle. Literally, that is what it says. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. God will 100 percent give you more than you can handle. Do you know why? Because that's the only time some of us stubborn people will rely on Him. Some people have read, we go over to Philippians 4:13, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Yeah. So that does not mean you go into the local gym and put 500 pounds on the bench press. Listen, if, if you can get it off the rack, I promise you one thing: you will get it down you will. It might cut you in half. It does not mean feats of strength. The whole fourth chapter of Philippians is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's the whole thing about contentment is that Christ is enough. We just sang, unless you lied to yourself, or you didn't sing. You just said, Christ is enough for me. Is he? Is he? Blue an amp. Whoop-de-doo. What if what if what I, I say this all the time, but literally, what if I came in and we didn't have this and it didn't work and this and this and I've heard two or three things that are that we we know about we're trying to get fixed and get working, and what if my iPad just suddenly crashes and I don't have it um, and I have a paper copy in there? <laughs> just in case. For real. And all the what all these things that what if I I could flood the whole sanctuary, flood it, man. And then I could drain the water off just enough to where just the carpet is soaked. And we'll let that, we'll close up all the windows, turn the heat on like 90. We get some really nice smelling stale carpet. Why don't they have stale carpet car fresheners for your air? I don't know. Because it stinks. Now watch this. If all of that happened and all, we're sitting in comfort Some of you are going, yeah, you make me feel more comfortable because you have pants on today. Well, (laughs) it's the first time, see, I didn't even notice. Well, I'll change that next week. So here's the deal. So what what if we turned the heater on, it's just awful, but this is the only place that we had to meet, is, is this enough? And that's the, that's the problem, because we interpret Scripture sometimes how we want to, and it makes it fit for us, and Jesus did this. Look at, the ne- look at the next blank in your worship handout. He came to free the Word of God from the way the Pharisees and scribes interpreted it. Now, this is a big deal. I can't go into, we don't have time, but I can't go into all of this, and some of you are going to think that interpretively and expositorily, those are big words, the breakdown of Scripture, is going to think this is crazy. But here's the deal. Have you ever, I have. I, I have I have read scripture and I did not understand it. You're a pastor. You're supposed to understand. No, I'm a human without the mind of God. There's stuff that I don't get, okay? So I've read this scripture. I don't understand it. I've read commentary. I read my notes about it. I don't understand it. Do you know what you have the power to do? God, will you show me what this means? Will you, will, you, will you allow the Holy Spirit to teach me? Do you know how different our prayer life would be if we prayed things like this? Instead of just, listen, we read the whole Bible in 46 weeks. Yes, that's awesome. There are people that went out to eat. Do you know why? Because you deserve a dinner to celebrate. Reading the Bible through is a big deal. I had a guy call me this week from D Group. He was so, so so excited. And I said, what's going on? He goes, you ever read God's word and you just put it down and you step away and go, holy cow, I can't even understand how much you love me? Huh. Let me just tell you, that's a really fun, as a pastor, that's a really fun phone call to get. I said, yeah, man, it's it's amazing. He goes, I didn't understand everything I read, but I read everything. And he goes, But my understanding is better right now than it ever has been. And I said, you need to keep asking. God doesn't want to hold secrets from you. You need to keep asking. It's a depth thing. It's a growth thing. He came to free the word of God from the Pharisees and the scribes interpreting it. Now, I will tell you, you can study this. The Pharisees and the teachers... Do you, do you know anybody, don't elbow them, don't text them. Do you know anybody that kind of acts holier than you are? How about this? Do you know anybody that always has a better story than the one that you have? We call those people one-uppers. I caught a seven-pound largemouth. That's pretty cool. Seven-pound, one-ounce. Really? Or the, or the ditch that you jumped over on your BMX bike as a young kid is about two feet closer together than what he did. Anything that you do or she did, it, it was always kind of a, a one up. These people, these people were the uppity. They looked down. The problem is, they could teach the law very well, very intelligent. When it comes to following, that was a different story. They did not show a life that should be looked at and they see Jesus. I told you last week that we, we had the turkey in the giveaway. All these different things that we did for our community and not one person, not one stopped and he said, what church is is doing all this? I was so mad. I'm like, why don't you ask? I just gave you a turkey. Do you want to know where it came from? Hmm? No? No? Listen, as sarcasm, I didn't want anybody to ask. It doesn't matter. We were doing a capital C church stuff and we're just there to bless people in this in in the bible and in life do you know who in my in my personal opinion today in the world do you know what kind of spirit the people that impact god's kingdom the most have humble do you know how much that's changed zero these these people Taught the word really good, but they twisted it. Um, the original laws were given to Moses. Jesus didn't come to change them; he came to follow all of them so he could set up a new covenant. Look at look at verse seventeen in Matthew chapter five. We study this; uh, G- these are Jesus' words. Okay, he says, "Don't misunderstand why I have come." Now, to me, I read this. I'm like, "Well, he's probably he's like trying to don't misunderstand." A lot of people will come to me and they'll say, how do you know that this isn't something that I should do or you should do if, when, it's, when it's talking about God? It has been my personal experience. Maybe you have different experiences. But if, if you're convicted about to do one thing or the other, my th- my, the, what I've come across is, is, God is the God that I serve is not a God of Confusion. I'm talking about spiritual decisions, okay? He's not a God of confusion, but almost everything that I have ever witnessed Satan do has some type of confusion in it. Genesis chapter three, he talks to Eve. Did God not say that you couldn't eat from that tree? It's very difficult to even speak that way. He's like, eat, hmm hmm Does that mean I can or can't? It's confusing, okay? God says, ask, seek knock he says talk to me so he he goes on he says no i came to accomplish their purpose he said don't don't misunderstand why i've come i did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets no i came to accomplish their purpose god had a chosen people in the jewish people jesus was jewish he came to his own people okay his own his own his own people do you know why because nobody in the history of the jewish faith tradition and culture had ever followed all the rules No one. If they would have, there would be people that didn't have to sacrifice animals for the forgiveness of their sin. And we know by secular history that happened. You can even take the Bible out of that. And so, by this time in history, Jesus had come, but he's not coming to wipe out the law or do away with it. He came to set it straight. Is it possible that people... I mean, if you can, if my roommate in college, I wish he was here. That would be so funny. He just gets a great big kick out. But if my roommate in college can be literally shaving his face and he's singing, he wasn't being funny. He really thought Shameless was named shaven. Oh, I'm shaven. So if you can distort that, I mean, distorting God's word in the way that you think. What would, we, what would happen if we said, God, I want to know what this means? I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm not going to guarantee you that he's going to give you an answer right now. But God, will you reveal the truth to me? Part of the D group. One of the first things that you need to do is you, you pray. You ask God that prayer. Hey, God, I want to read this scripture today, and I want it to come alive. Do you know how many times? Now, I used to. Lead, if you don't know, I used to lead worship for the first seven years of our church. We had a, we had another pastor. Now, I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you this on purpose. Do you know how many times I've sang Holy Spirit? I have no clue. It's a lot. It's not the repetition of the song. How many times during her career did Patsy Klein perform "Crazy"? It still doesn't get old to me. Some of you are going, "Well, Patsy Klein, I'll give him a culture point for that. See, I like music. You're going to deduct when I tell when I tell you I like rap. So there he goes. So go, I take that point taken away. Now we have. I have sang that song. I have heard that song. I have played that song. Come flood this place. Come flood the atmosphere. You realize that when you say those words, you are talking to the part of the Godhead that that is the most interactive with us on earth in our Christian life. Holy Spirit is our guide. I I love it. So what Jesus says, I'm going to be your guide. Watch this. So in verse 18, we see this. This is not a misprint. I don't have a special translation that underlines things. I underlined that for you. This is why. Oftentimes, we can read the words of Jesus and, and we go, yeah, I wonder if he's telling the truth. There you go. Jesus can't lie because he didn't sin. So when he said, when Jesus Christ says, I tell you the truth hello, <laughs> pay attention. I realized that it took me a little while, and I got attention here. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got spanked, uh, but my, did, did you know that when my dad asked me to do something, he really wasn't saying it out of the enjoyment of, of talking to me? Hey, can you take out the trash? That wasn't a conversation piece at my house. It was, hey, I need you to take out the trash. Now, I knew my dad told me the truth in the fact that he said this. If you don't, there'll be punishment. Now, like any of you, I decided to see what the punishment might be because I was playing Nintendo. I didn't do it. Okay, I realized that I lost Nintendo privileges for like two days. I'm like, taking a trash but took 30 minutes. I didn't call my dad's bluff, okay? So here, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. To, it, to really, really get this, you have to understand how important tradition was to the Jewish people. There are people that are Messianic Jews. That means they've, they've claimed Jesus as the Son of God. They've asked him, just like me and you, but they still practice The traditions, Passover, all these different traditions of the Jewish faith, because it's part of their heritage. Now, you think, well, that's dumb. Watch, ready? This Thursday, all of you in this room will probably do one thing in common. Ready? You will eat too much. And the last time you did that was, oh, I don't know, last fourth Thursday of November. Right? Now, I wasn't talking about, well, this is the day that we get we get Grandma Betty's cow gravy thing out. Okay, fine. If you have a tradition like that, that's fine, okay? I will tell you, when any, whenever someone gets married in my family and they want punch, I can absolutely guarantee you I know the bowl they're going to use. I 100%—it was my Grandma Rose's. That thing is kept under, like, lock, key, plastic, rubber— wooden boxes it's it's like it's a really cool thing so when i told my mom and dad that me and mary were going to get married the first question was not where are you going to get married is are you going to have punch i said well what's the big deal She goes, it's a tradition you have to have grandma's punch bowl there i go is this like a guarantee that my marriage is going to like last and she's like no it's a tradition just a tradition and we do that stuff don't we Sometimes we take tradition over listening to what God says. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, we sure do. We Listen, this is, this is true. Well, we've always done it like that. Man, we have to remember the past. Always remember where you come from. But realize that God may have a different path. We date our methods at this church. We do. We are married to our principles and our doctrines and our beliefs. We date our methods. Had a guy, for instance. Now I want to show you this, and I, I don't. I'm not just saying these things. I really think that God lets me go through th- these so they make sense to you. Now we date our methods. Jesus was getting ready to challenge the people that for the rest of eternity until he comes back, they're going to have to date their methods because it's going to change. If a Jewish person was in here and you had the Griswold Gentiles live here, they would have never shared the gospel because there was no gospel to share. They were born chosen. Period. They were Gentile. You had no hope. They were practicing Jewish people. They would sacrifice animals. They would do all this. Yesterday afternoon, last night, I was, I was hanging out eating. My, I was at my second favorite baptism last night. We had fish. <laughs> so I was, at, I was at deer camp. And one of my friends comes up. He's a guy, he's a little bit older than me. And he said, You going deer hunting in the morning? He kind of stands like this, too. I'm not just joking. I said, I said well, I'll, I'll probably get up and get some coffee, but I'll go back to my house and, and get ready so I can be at church for early service and be ready and help out. And he goes, oh, yeah, I forgot you were a pastor. I said, yeah, I, yeah. He goes, you're giving up a day of Illinois gun season to go to church. I said, well, just the morning, actually. He, I love, he, I, sometimes I think that God just lets people walk right in to the little traps he has set. He's like, come on, come on. He, and he said, it, he goes, would your church be okay if I walked in? I'm like, yes. I said, well, let me see. And I, I stepped back and I went, turn around. I said, mm. "I said, are those your dress boots? He goes, no, they're not my dress boots. He goes, that's what I thought. I go, no, 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 no I'm, not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I said, you apparently have clothes from your neck, down, have a belt, it's good, everything's covered, have a hat, mm, yeah, you'd be fine. What do you mean I'd be fine? He goes, I just got done deer hunting, this is all denim, and he's like, he, 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 he's denim and denim, he matches, okay, and he goes, I don't even have my dress boots on, I said, I don't care what boots you have, I don't care, they have holes in them, I don't care if you have a belt on, or you don't have a belt on, as long as your pants need held up by a belt, wear one, so I said, I said, what do you, I said, we want you to come in to our church. And he's, by the end of this conversation, he goes, you're telling me that it would be okay for me to come in, what I'm wearing, into your church? I said, yeah, we have a dress code. It says wear clothes and enough of them. That's it. That's all. I don't care if you have pajama pants on and a hoodie. That has happened. I'll come in pajama pants and a hoodie next week. Try me. <laughs> that's, that's where we are. That's where we are. If you can't meet people where they are, the gospel has no use. It doesn't. So we love people. I, 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 I have done a good job holding your law this week, God. I am doing a great job. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, failed that one. That's the biggest one. By the end of the conversation, he said, I think I may come over and join you. I said, for church? He goes, yeah. Yeah. I said, we have a 9 o'clock, and we have an 11 o'clock service. He goes, which one's better? I, I go, you're in trouble because I preached both of them. You can't hear anybody else. And let's call them preaches. And I, and I, said, I said, here's the deal. If you wait to get your life in order, to co- like get it all together, to come to Christ, you'll never do it. The beauty of the gospel is you come to Jesus and he says, give me all of your pieces and he puts you back together. This guy was absolutely blown away and then he said this, if you want your heart to break, ready? He goes, well, you you just talked about the way I was dressed. This guy is a simple dude. I love simple people. You know why? They're simple. Simple. They are like salt of the earth people. Would get, he would give me one of the, he had like two denim shirts on. He, he like he loves denim. He would have given me one of those shirts if I needed it. Right then. And he said, where I'm from? He goes, I'd be, I'd be okay like this. I said, you would actually be probably overdressed. He goes, any church around me would never let me come in like this. I said, I want you to come, I want your wife to come, I want your kids to come, and I want anybody else that you can put in your vehicle to come. Wear clothes, wear enough of them. Don't care. Jam pants and hoodies next week. I don't care. Bring your, bring your matching family picture for Christmas PJs. I don't care. Listen, but he says, <laughs> some of you are going to do that. I says I tell you the truth, all of these things are going are to stay. They're not going to go away. He, he continues. He continues in verse 19. This is really important. He goes, so if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, that means not do what God wants to do and tell other people it's okay. You will call you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. We don't want that. The number one style of attitude that God shows that he accelerates or puts higher in heaven is not one of pride, it's one of humble. It's one of humility. The Savior of the world was born to a fourteen-ish year old girl that literally answered a an angel, "I'm the Lord's servant." Now, this whole cat thing on Facebook, anybody has <laughs> got some pretty good ones. Okay, and I'm not telling you anything that you don't know because you're here. Okay, <laughs> but the uh, I'm not even going to go there. there. Yeah, I will. So. There's this there's this cat, you know, and this lady, and she's doing like, there's a lady doing like this, and the cat answers, and it said, I'm something, well, I saw one of them, I was a real, I'm a really awesome Christian, and on this side, the cat replies, the sheets of your bed hold you down so you don't go. I laughed, and then I didn't. When God, when God says this, hey, Matt, you love your neighbor, Now I have some of my neighbors that are... Some of my neighbors in the country, you, your neighbors get farther apart. So you have a larger scope of neighbors. I have some neighbors that are in the room right now. And, and God would ask me, he said, do you love your neighbors? 100%. But my neighbors aren't the people that live down the road from here or across the street. My neighbors are the people that are right here. But most importantly, my neighbor was the guy that I talked to while I ate fish last night. We have, we ha- that, is, that is what an unbelieving world finds unbelievable when they say, oh, you go to church? Yes, I'm a Christian. Well, hey, what's going on? And you deny it by your lifestyle. That's a quote. The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their hearts and their lips, and they walk out the door and they deny him by their lifestyle. Jesus said, listen, you need to come and follow me. You have to ignore, you, you Ignore the, if you ignore the least, you're going you're to be least. Now, America says, I want promoted, I want to be the CEO, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. That's not the way the line works in heaven. Jesus said the last will be first. What do you mean? What do you mean? That's not what I know about that. Sell the most candy bars, get a badge. <laughs> But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. You can read, and by the way, this is the number one best-selling book of all time. The number two best-selling book is about this. It's not the best-selling book of all time. Go to a motel, open the door, open the drawer under the lamp. The Gideons have already beat you there. There is a Bible there. It is the number one best-selling book of all time. The second best-seller is a book about this. If you read about the people that taught, I'm not talking about the Pharisees. I'm not talking about the quote unquote religious leaders. I'm talking about the disciples and different people like this throughout this book, secular history and biblical history that goes back. If you see that anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. The people that he's talking about don't care if they got a gold star for going to church last week. They don't. If you talk about people that taught people about Jesus in the Bible, you see them going to prison, beheaded, cut in half, drugged by horses until they die. That's what you see them do. It's not, we, had some, we, had a, we, had a, we started a brand new Connect Group last, uh, two weeks ago on Wednesday night. There are people that were, in, that were here that were at that group. They may be mad at me, but this is what we didn't do. Just because they came to Connect Group, I didn't give them a gold star. Oh, God! Was here. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. Okay, God. I was at eleven a.m. worship today. Got that one. Uh, Next will be uh, Christmas. Sounds good. We'll make Christmas. It's not about the check marks. It's about being available. And when God says, "I want you to talk to that person," okay. It's as easy as. I helped a guy that couldn't get up off the couch because he has horrible knees last night. I grabbed him and I grabbed his elbow and I pulled him up and he goes, Thank you. You know what the next question he asked was? No joke. We're in the middle of deer camp. This is deer camp. Guy time. Right? I helped this guy up off the couch and his his next question just went like this with the door. He goes, What are you preaching about tomorrow? Matthew chapter 5. Now we're a we're we're a guy, man can't. We don't talk about the Bible, we'll talk about Jesus. Do you know what he proceeds to tell me? He goes, That's one of my, fir- my some of my favorite chapters in the Bible. He goes, I love Matthew five. And I went, I've never I I know he had a history with going to church. And, and shame on me, maybe. But Jesus tells us the truth. Jesus came in, and there was ceremonial law, there was civil law, there was moral law. The moral law was the Ten Commandments. The civil law literally were so culturally culturally different uh, than those times. But it was the moral law. Talking about the strict obedience. God is strict. He has to be because he doesn't break any rules. Can you imagine being the brother or sister to Jesus? Sitting around meal. You got in trouble at school today? Joseph and Mary sitting right here. Jesus sitting right there. Oh, jesus have to sit on the right side, I guess, but he 's right here and then, and then, that was funny. somebody got that so there was there was somebody like you' you 're the brother or sister you 're sitting beside Jesus and it's Mary and joseph and, and jesus and and so Jesus, how was school today? oh that's perfect so Matt, how was school today? Well, I got in trouble. Can you not be more like Jesus we're talking about a guy that that that, that didn't break anything. He didn't mess up anything. Look at the next worship handout. Followers of Jesus do not obey the law as a means of gaining righteous standing before God. Listen, I don't care how much food you give away. I don't care how many times you change people's tires. I don't care how many times you do good things. I don't care how many doors you knock on and hand a track. Unless you have a personal relationship with Christ, you will not inherit heaven. Did you know that you don't deserve it? Oh, yes, I do. Listen, you don't. You don't. Don't, Paul says the payment for our sins is death. There is no death in heaven. Zero. It goes away. Look, Paul even says this. He goes on in, in, in your next blank in your handout. It says this. This is a scripture I included. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. The problem with American Christians is we treat it as meaningless. Forgive somebody, I don't want to. Forgive somebody, I don't want to. God says that. I don't want to. We just think it's, an, it's a, whatever. For if, we keep, if, if keeping the law could make us right with God, there would be no need for Christ to die. Let me tell you something. If it's only for me alone, there was reason for Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Because I am not, I told that guy yesterday, I said, I, I do not have it all together. And I said, connection is a place where you can come, you can be yourself, and we're all messed up. He turns around, he goes, that is the most real thing I have ever heard. And I said, you should really come and check it out. But there was a need. Do you know why there was a need? Because we all sinned. We have a need. He died for our sin. And the problem is, we say, well, your sin is bigger than my sin. No, it's not. That's not how God sees it. We grade sin. God looks at the top of the graph, everybody's equal. Well, I've never killed anybody. Jesus said, if you've ever hated anybody, you've committed murder in your heart. Uh, well, I've never committed adultery. Jesus said, if you think lustfully in your heart or in your mind, you've already committed adultery. Huh. Well, and we we, we rethink. There was, There is a need. There was a need. Listen. I hope that people come into this room and they come to worship and they come to serve and they come to do different things and, and get plugged into what God has for them and I hope they sit down beside somebody that they think, man, look at these people. They probably have it all together. And I pray, I pray to the Lord in heaven that they understand throughout getting to know you that you do not have it all together but you do know the guy that does. And they see you open your Bible and it's just shredded with notes. they open your Bible like, wow. They must be intelligent. No, when I highlight something, it's something that I needed to understand. Oh, I don't have it all together. I'm not perfect. This world thinks that people that go to church are perfect. Don't prove them wrong. Show them how much you need Christ with your life. And it's not about following rules. It's about being allowed allowed to be used. Look at verse 20. And Jesus says this, but I warn you. Uh Uh-oh. Jesus. Unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen. The teachers taught well. They taught content well. They didn't teach lifestyle living. They didn't. They didn't teach because they didn't teach it because they didn't live it. They had nobody to, to look at. These were the people that wore the sweet gear. If you know what Yeezy shoes are, they had those. If you know what Reebok pumps are, back in the day, that's what they had. They had the best of everything. And they walked around, and they looked down at people. Jesus came to be so revolutionary, he said, no, you're lost as a goose. 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 I'm lost as like five geese, okay? You're all lost. (laughs) You need me. And the Pharisees get... No wonder they created a fake trial behind Jesus's back to, make him, to, make him, to get him crucified. They didn't like him because he was changing things. Heaven forbid. What about if change meant that you didn't use Grandma Betty's gravy boat this week? Don't say that! I to tell my mom that Emma, when Emma and Lydia maybe get married one day, I want to say, hey, they said that they're not going to use the punch bowl. Oh! <laughs> Emma can get married when she's like 40, so we're good. Start dating a couple years before that, it'd be perfect. Anyway, but but we think that doing away with doing away with a tradition is, is a is a is a bad thing. You're not losing the tradition. They're keeping the tradition alive. It's the John 14 6 that Jesus is the only way to heaven that's changing. It's not the sacrificing of animals. I speak culinary stuff. My dad was a butcher. I did not meet anybody at that door this morning with a great big long twelve inch woof-off knife, and I said, "Give me your sheep." (laughs) Talk about a bloody mess! At a high holy day in Jerusalem, there could be seventeen hundred sacrifices before noon. Listen, I don't know if you hunt. I don't care if you hunt. I don't care if you've ever seen a slaughterhouse or a kill or a kill shoot or anything. Seventeen hundred. I don't care if you're talking about sparrows, which they did seventeen hundred sparrows is a mess. Jesus said, "Listen." Watch, watch, watch this scenario. Jesus said, "It used to be a mess. Now you give me the mess, I'll give you me, and we'll call it even." He, he just wants us to. He just wants us to serve him. He just wants us to go. But I warn you. Listen, and and oftentimes we oftentimes we do this. We say, "I have four four gold stickers. Look what I did." You know most of the time in the Bible, and a majority of the time here, some of the most important, influential, spiritual farming that is done is not publicized. I'll say that again. The most important kingdom impacting of a person's life those things that are done, meeting with them at, at, at a restaurant or doing this or giving them advice. And I talked to a, a girl this morning and she said, she, uh, I, uh, she was talking with my wife and she said, my, my, my wife helps her. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not arrogantly saying that my wife helped her. What I'm telling you is, none of you knew that unless I told you. You don't know that people in this church, make meals for other people because they like them and they love them and they want to help them. And they've had times where they needed meals before. It's about sacrifice. But if you're in it for the gold stars, you're in it for the wrong reason. And let me tell you something. Anything that you do, anything that you do, God not only sees what you do, He sees how you do it. I don't want to go to this meeting today. No. I don't want to pay this. I don't want to do this. God sees. So if God's been laying on some, somebody on your heart throughout this service, we have we have two bags. 170, if I could read it long distance. 195.30. There's 97.65 per bag. Okay, literally, just just to show you how good God is. Literally, that's like 400 bucks that we just gave away today. Because God has brought together a group of people that just want to help other people. If you have somebody in your in your life that you could help with this, or you know somebody in a need, okay, that's pretty fast. Hey, God's good. He's been on me for about a week. There you go. There you go. Thank you guys. Let's pray. God, we love you. We're so thankful for your word, God. We help. We ask that we just become even more in depth in it. That we would ask you to teach us. You, you, would, you would help us learn more, God, and through this scripture that we need to understand that not only knowing what we're supposed to do, but doing what you want us to do. God, help us be a light. Help us be that person that somebody can see, and not do it for us, but somebody they can see somebody following them. we can see, they can see somebody following God that, that they would say, they have something different than I do, I want that. God, it's not about us. It's absolutely 100% not about us. But we ask, God, that you would put people in our lives, even today, that we could share the gospel with. Even if we don't say a word. Even if we don't say a word, they'll see us and they'll know that we're different because of the way that we love people. In your name that we pray, amen.